Lighthouse Live is pre-recorded before a live audience. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. So good to have you with us, of course, uh, with us tonight. Our co-host and producer, Elaine Harlan, 2006 already. Can, Can you, you believe, believe it? it? Where does yeah, time go? Brand man, new I'll year. I'll tell you, just, just amazing. And you know, we normally no, don't do this because you know, everybody and their brother comes up to you at the beginning of the new year <laughs> and says, here, you gotta read this book, you know, and, and, uh, but I really do have, because someone came up to me and said, here, you gotta read this book. I happen to read it. And I I just encourage you to check this out in 2006. It's a great new book uh, by George Barna called Revolution. Uh, again, the author George Barna, the uh, uh, man who really has uh, defined research in terms of uh, the Christian community. And the book is called Revolution. And I encourage you to approach it with an open mind. With an open, because it does attack some paradigms that we're used to. Yes. But uh, I'll tell you, as we look down the road and, and, and look at what our responsibility is in terms of serving the community and in terms of being what the church ought to be, if you go back to Acts and look how it started out, you know, there, there's some great wisdom in that book. Anyway, we, uh, we highly recommend that you take a, a look at it again. The book's name is Revolution by George Barna. And if you check out our blog site, uh, we, we were starting some commentaries mm -hmm. on that, by the yes, way, and we'll indeed. have some uh, as we go along. Right now, though, uh, let's check the international scene and our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. The Voice of the Martyrs presents The Overcomers. Opposition to the gospel is intense in Algeria, a country where a Muslim could die for renouncing Islam and following Jesus Christ. Seeds sown for 160 years are finally bearing fruit in this war-torn land. However, many new believers face threats and intimidation from family, friends, employers, and Muslim extremists. This fear in their new faith can lead to withdrawal from Christian fellowship, compromise, and backsliding. Please pray Algerian Christians will persevere, be bold in their faith, and willing to suffer for Jesus. Praise God for the courage of many Christians around the world who suffer imprisonment, torture, and even death for their faith in Christ. Ask God to strengthen believers in Algeria to stand up for Jesus, no matter what the Cost. Call 888-477-0085 to learn about the Voice of the Martyrs' work with those who suffer for Christ and ways you can help, or log on to persecution.com. And back with you live here on Lighthouse Live, Pastor Mike Douglas with you, along with uh, our producer and co-host Elaine Harlan. And Elaine, you know, that just reminds us how blessed we are in uh, in this community in America to be able to worship freely. You know, so I just hope we don't take that for granted. Mike. You know, that that is so mm -hmm. true. There are places uh, in the world where you can be arrested, uh, yes. where you can be put to death. And, uh, again, we need to count our blessings. And, uh, of course, in that vein, uh, 
Uh, there are a lot of attacks on uh, on that freedom, and uh, we've heard a lot about those in the headlines recently. The Pacific Justice Institute, under the uh, command of uh, Brad Dacus, has uh, received, an, uh, received an extraordinary, uh, great, great invitation from a federal court. Let's check in now with our friend Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute. Brad Dacus, welcome back to Lighthouse Live as we start out 2006, really with a bang, an incredible door that God has opened for the Pacific Justice Institute in reference to the whole lawsuit regarding In God We Trust. Brad, bring us up to speed. What's happening? Oh, you bet, Michael. Uh, you know, uh, Michael Newdow is a gentleman who uh, filed the lawsuit to have, in God, uh, have One Nation Under God removed uh, from our Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, and at the same time, well, this same gentleman has now filed uh, a, a lawsuit to challenge In God We Trust, and they have it removed. Mm. Uh, from our currency, and of course it's our national motto, uh, and he's uh, trying to challenge it. So we are very disturbed to us, at the, you know, we at the Pacific Justice Institute upon learning about this, and uh, of course the U.S. Department of Justice is going to be representing uh, the Congress uh, in, in this matter and um, in the court uh, to have it protected, but there's, they really are not representing people of faith who would see this as a clear act of state hostility mm. uh, to religion and people of faith if it was removed. And uh, that's the argument we decided to go ahead and make for, before the federal judge to uh, convince him to allow us to intervene in this lawsuit. And uh, much to the surprise of some, he went. He decided that uh, he agreed with our, our, our points, agreed with our arguments, and uh, he allowed us to intervene in the lawsuit. So we are we and the Department of Justice are the only ones that will be uh, arguing in in the court uh, to defend in God we trust uh, and to have it remain on our currency. Brad, that's got to be huge, isn't it? Uh, it really is. It's a, it's a tremendous responsibility. Uh, there's a very good chance that this case will make its way up to the United States Supreme Court, particularly if, if the Ninth Circuit uh, does what they've done with uh, the, the Pledge of Allegiance and rule that um, that in God we trust, in God we trust is, is unconstitutional, the same as they they had ruled that uh, one nation under God was unconstitutional. So, uh, if they do that, then there's a you know that it's very uh, certain to, to, I believe, to go to the Supreme Court, uh, and um, and of course we'll be following it and we'll be arguing all the way to the Supreme Court as is necessary. Well, what what a great open door that God has provided here, Brad. What are we looking at in terms of uh, timing as far as this first step goes? Well, the, the first step is we we're in the very early early trial stages at this point. Uh, the, the, the lawsuit not, has not been around that long. I think the next hearing date is is actually. Um, uh, coming up uh, in the latter part of January, uh, so uh, we've got um, you know we, we've got a lot of work to do. Um, it's, it's a major case, and uh, we're just very hopeful that you know that this federal judge will rule correctly. Uh, there's a good chance that you know there may be a, a, a summary judgment mm. uh, granted early on in the case, and that'll prevent a lot of uh, the need for discovery. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, then we'll have depositions and and the whole nine yards and. Uh, that uh, that will be that uh, they'll be very uh, very burdensome and uh, it'll take considerable time. I would imagine in this process, Brad, that uh, a few dollars will be required to uh, to fund this effort. And so, friends, we encourage you to not only support the Pacific Justice Institute in prayer, but also if God has blessed you with the resources, we really encourage you to uh, support the Pacific Justice Institute financially. I'm sure you wouldn't turn that down, right, Brad? Uh, no, at this time, absolutely <laughs> not. We would uh, rejoice. Uh, yes, definitely. All right. Just a reminder, friends, you can contact 
Jack, the Pacific Justice Institute at one triple eight three zero five nine one two nine. That's one triple eight three zero five nine one two nine. Or their excellent website at PacificJustice.org. That's PacificJustice.org. Brad, we commit to keep praying for you and the Pacific Justice Institute, and I, I just have to believe that God's fingerprints are all over uh, this decision from the federal district court to allow the Pacific Justice Institute to intervene here. And we rejoice in that. We thank so mu- you so much for your efforts and your staff, the, the, the attorneys who uh, work with you, and also your staff up there in Sacramento. Thank you so much for keeping on, keeping on, and we'll look forward to getting more updates on this. Well, we'll keep you updated, and we appreciate working with you. Thanks, Michael. Amen. Back with you live here on Lighthouse Live as we take the program to the streets, Elaine. And, uh, of course, during the program, uh, we're here on the ABC uh, front room on Coffee Road just north of Scenic and Modesto. And, of course, we get the sirens and the buses rolling by and all know. that. But, yeah, you never know <laughs> what will happen. By the way, friends, if you're in the area, we're usually here on uh, Monday nights about 5 o'clock yes. as we uh, tape the program. And uh, we'd love for you to be part of our live audience. Uh, just check our website at vibrantcommunities.com. That's VibrantCommunities.org, and uh, we'll give you the schedule on some upcoming programs. And we have some opportunities to pass along here to you. Remember the YMCA? I know you remember the song about the Y... No, you just oh. break out into song there. They but couldn't the... see that. I was doing the thing, you know. Why? The what? Yeah, there you go. The YMCA. I'll grow up someday, Stan- but not today. You think? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> of Stanislaw County. Now, they've been with us here on Lighthouse Live, and, and they need volunteers right now to help with youth, child care, and sports programs. Um, lots of volunteering uh, opportunities for you there. Uh, adult volunteer referees and coaches are needed in the youth sports program right now. Uh, you can share your knowledge of basketball with uh, the young folks ages 7 to 9, or you might prefer the group from 10 to 13. Uh, now through the end of February, or you can do soccer with a youth ages 3 to 13. That starts in mid-March. The leagues meet on Monday through Thursday evenings between 4 and 7 p.m. Uh, all adult volunteers uh, need to pass a background check, and that's provided by the YMCA at no cost to the volunteers, so that's good to know. The YMCA, putting Christian principles in practice through programs, and they... Uh, that's very alliterative, very, isn't it? Very, very... Uh, you passed uh, your radio test. I'm telling you, I, uh, I need that tutoring <laughs> program that we're going to be talking about later tonight. But they do. They built Healthy Spirit, Mind, and Body for All. Great program, the and YMCA. And Steve Smith has just done a wonderful oh, job wonderful? there at the He's helm. Yeah, thank, thank God for him. Absolutely. And the stands County Health Services Agency, another partner agency, want you to bring your cheery smile and customer service skills to the HSA's gift shop. Now, volunteers help customers with sales, operate the cash register, wrap gifts, all kinds of fun stuff. And this volunteer opportunity is needed on Wednesdays and Thursday mornings. The HSA is a network of outpatient medical programs and services providing health care information and support to the community. And we've also had them here on Lighthouse That's right, Live absolutely. as well. And finally, the Volunteer Center of United Way wants you to know that January is National Mentoring Month. And uh, the 25th of this month has been designated as Thank Your Mentor Day. Mm. Isn't that neat? That's great. This year's theme is Who Mentored You? Mm. Thank Them and Pass It On. That's really cool. Uh, it's an opportunity to give you, uh, to remember the individuals in your life who have supported you and have really made a difference. You can share what you know and become a positive role model, a coach, and a teacher. 
convenient we talk about teachers, huh? Because we have some teachers here with us tonight. But it just takes the willingness to care and, and spend time with someone who needs you. And, and friends, we have a definite need here. You can help uh, a child do homework, uh, play ball with them, uh, guide a pregnant mom through labor and deliver all sorts of opportunities here to volunteer. And this is just your chance once again to reach out. Put your heart to work today. I like that. Now, if you want more uh, information on these opportunities, feel free to contact the Volunteer Center of the United Way at 209-524-1307. That's 209-524-1307. Extension 113 will put you through to Barbara Borba. You can also ca- contact us here at 209-544-9571. And how appropriate that you've tuned in to this broadcast because with us tonight we have the Spy Network. And we're not talking undercover agents not for the CIA FBI. Operation. No, no, no. no we're talking mean. the Stanislaw Partners <laughs> in Education. And we mentioned earlier that uh, we have these great folks here with us. And, and just what a blessing to welcome Stan Little, who is director of the SPY uh, program, and along with Paul Schaefer and Tui New. And just a warm welcome to you all. Thank you. Thanks for coming. For coming, yes. Well, Stan, why don't you start us off and, and tell us how the SPY Network got its start. Well, it got started in 1991, and it was an effort by educators and by business people to uh, develop an organization that would bring together members of the community, of the business community, government agencies, nonprofit organizations to work with our schools. And the mission behind the whole thing is to help the schools better prepare young people for the world to work. So the uh, a number of uh, programs were developed to accomplish that, and uh, Volunteers are needed in a number of those programs, so we're in the right spot, I think, tonight. Uh, for instance, uh, we uh, do supply tutors uh, to the classrooms, to the elementary schools especially, and uh, they work with students in reading and uh, they work with st- uh, students in uh, math. Uh, some of the businesses are very good. Gallo, I think, uh, at the last account, had something like 60 volunteers exactly. that they released from work mm. to go into the elementary schools to do tutoring. That's Great. wonderful. Yeah, so it's really fantastic. And uh, we have a number of other programs. So, Paul, I ask you maybe to talk a little bit about the Junior Achievement uh, Program. We need volunteers there big time. So maybe you could describe the program and tell us where, where we need them. Yeah, let me tell you just a little bit about what, what Junior Achievement is. This is a national program that um, has been in existence for a number of years, but in recent times they've changed the focus of it. For some of us that have been around a while may remember it from school where you would uh, be in a class and you would make widgets and then you'd try to sell them to somebody. And it, was, it was trying to do, you know, widgets? run a business. Is that what it is? Widgets? Well, whatever. It could, it could be most any kind of a, uh, of a device that you could, you know, try to make something and sell it. Um, and run a business. Well, now the focus is more academically oriented, and it's in line with all the California standards for mm-hmm. education. And it's a program that's taught from kindergarten through high school. And uh, we've done it now in uh, in a couple of schools, been very well received. And it's a five-week program, and it's a lot of very good uh, visuals and uh, good learning materials and easy for people to uh, present. But what, one of the requirements of the program is that it has to be taught by volunteers, not by the classroom teachers. So our really our biggest problem right now is coming up with enough volunteers mm. who will give us, in effect, five hours to go into classrooms and teach the program. 
the program can be taught at any level of experience, uh, but when people get to teaching at, say, the fifth, sixth grade level, uh, if they've had some business background, it's helpful because some of the subjects they get into are very interesting in terms of understanding what a business, how a business operates, and if you've had some exposure to that, uh, it's very helpful to you. So uh, we're, we're trying to promote the program. We've received a grant recently from the MCI Corporation, which is enabling us to expand the program. So we're aggressively now trying to find the volunteers because we know we can sell it to the schools. Oh, wow. And again, the ages, Paul. Uh, the, it goes from, uh, from kindergarten through high school. But we're focusing primarily on um, the elementary level uh, and, and junior high. It, we, we run one junior high program, and it's an excellent program. It's called the Economics of Staying in School. Mm. And it's targeted to the kids in junior high who have the potential to drop out. Mm, wow. So we go into, for instance, right now we're running it at Mark Twain and, and La Loma. And we've done it now for, I think, three years. And it's a targeted group of kids to show the choices they make with respect to education will determine what they're going to be able to earn mm. on the outside. And for a lot of these kids, it's an eye-opener for them. And it really helps when somebody from the community comes in mm-hmm. who has some, some real-life experience and says, this is what it's like, and I've been through some of this, and helps these kids at that age try to make some, some of the right choices. Now, Paul, what kind of training would someone need to, uh, to do this? We would help them with the training, but the material uh, is very, very well laid out. It comes in a booklet. Uh, if a person just follows the book, I call it the cookbook, uh, it's very easy. As long as you're comfortable to stand up in front of a group of 20 kids and talk to them, and always the classroom teacher is in the room. Mm-hmm. So it's never a question of having to maintain control of the classroom. Your focus is just to deliver the material and engage the kids in the exercises that they have to do. The teacher will take care of uh, keeping the class under control. The period lasts for one hour? or It's one class like period, typically 40 minutes, okay. mm-hmm. uh, and it's for five sessions. And how have the, how have the teachers, the classroom teachers, responded? Well, they've, they've loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of good uh, visual materials, mm-hmm. plus it ties into their standards that they have to teach to. And it gives them, uh, you know, just a little bit of a, of a different approach than what they do every day with the kids seeing them presenting material. Sure. Here's somebody else coming in with a new story and a different material to present to them. Well, I would imagine the dynamic of having the community participate in this process just has its own intrinsic benefits there mm-hmm. as well. Just, just the exposure and, and the community. In, there goes the siren. They're yes. coming after me. <laughs> <laughs> the community involvement is, is uh, something that benefits everybody involved. Huh? The people yeah. that have done the program have thoroughly enjoyed it mm. and have all agreed to come back and do it repeatedly. So we just need more of them. That's wonderful. Now, men and women, male and female volunteers, and the ages, Paul, what, it doesn't really matter? No, no. They need to. We've had college students teach it at the the lower levels. We've had moms uh, who volunteer time from, you know, who are... uh, Mm. Uh, have small kids in school, they'll do it. And then we've had business people come in and teach uh, some of the upper classes. I would think this would be an exciting thing to be a part of. And I think that's so important, the business community stepping out and and can really make an impact Mm -hmm. on these young people's lives, Mm -hmm. can't they? Mm -hmm. But you have some stories. Well, there's some great stories. (laughs) (laughs) Any that you can tell? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, uh, you know, we've had kids that um, will tell 
to I'm thinking of the junior high program. Mm -hmm. You know, we we have one fellow who's a stockbroker who who um, who does the program at one of the schools, and he's very personable guy and very dynamic and. He runs contests with them, and he's got all the stuff going on that he adds to the program. But he said he, he said it's an eye opener just to go in there and see kids from a socioeconomic background mm -hmm. that you don't live with every day, and see what they're going through in terms of typically most of these kids that are at risk are having a problem in their home life. Right. Uh, there's something going on at home that is a barrier for them in terms of their education. They're all smart enough. Uh, it's the problems are external to the classroom. And so it's that whole exposure that the people get, I think, that's really positive in terms of understanding the problems some of these kids have and then being a positive role model. So they truly have some obstacles to face as they oh, come yeah. to the classroom, sure. don't they? Sure. We, yeah. we make some assumptions, I think, sometimes. You know, we, we come in with our uh, worldview and uh, <laughs> our, our paradigm and, and realize that many of the children in the classroom uh, come from uh, environments that are completely different. And, you know, for example, uh, you know, a, a young kid may have no idea how to write a check and even balance a checkbook. Absolutely. You know, I would imagine that this type of uh, tutoring can, can really open up some new vistas to children who might not normally uh, be exposed to, you know, something that we would consider to be fairly simple, right? That's right. Also joining us tonight is Tui Nguyen, and Tui is from the Key School District, and she joins us, and she's a spy, and that means that she's with the Stanislaw Partner in Education. Welcome, Tui. We're so glad that you could join us Thank as well. Thank you for having me. Yes. Now, you are a fourth-grade teacher? I'm a fourth-grade teacher. At Key's right. Elementary School. Yes. I'll bet you could tell some stories. <laughs> but I'm not only just a classroom teacher. I run the um, after school out there. I coordinate the after school for my site, and I work with Stan last year. Mm -hmm. He put tutors with mm -hmm. me in the program, uh -huh. and I was just telling Stan earlier that we hire one of the staff. She came back, yeah. and so she just started so this really? month. Really? Is that so right? So it worked out very well. And she was a volunteer she tutor. Was, she was a volunteer tutor, okay. and she wants to come back, and we have an opening, so we hire her on. And now we want to get tutors out. <laughs> so thank you, Stan. But That's we terrific. also want more tutors to come and work with our after-school students. And we need, um, we're, I'm trying to get in contact with Stan again, but we're working with spy, you know, business around Keys because, you know, as Keys is our small community, we need people to come out of Keys, but they're afraid to come out of Keys because it's such a small community mm. and they have, um, preconception of what keys is like but it's not as bad as it used to be we have businesses we have new houses out there but there's no businesses just the um supermarket down the street and um, but that was it that's it that's all it is keys but so you we, you really need people from outlying communities right. willing to come in and, and yeah, share their expertise how far is keys in terms of time getting there so that if a volunteer wanted to think about maybe afternoons during the week a uh, very short short time to yeah, get there so 5 minutes from Sirius or Torlock, 5 to 10 minutes from Modesto is 20 minutes depending on traffic no yeah Anywhere in Modesto's 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say to go down, to go across town, it's yes. 30 minutes now. <laughs> so, Twee, what types of things would you encourage uh, volunteers listening to the program to think about for the key school district? What, what do you need? 
We need tutors to come out from 3.30 to 4.30, just for an hour each day. Just an hour. Just to read with some of our students. We have a lot of EL kids, that is English learners. Mm -hmm. We have a a lot of students just came from Mexico. They don't know how to read, so we need that person just to sit one-on-one and just to read to them or read with them or help them with their homework just for one hour. And qualifications, Tweet, could you... We need someone to finish high school because we have that no child left behind law that we have to have them high school, finish high school, at least two years of um, college. But just for tutors, we just need someone to to graduate from high school. And so we're looking at something as as simple as just reading. Just reading. Reading. And and, uh, again, uh, we're talking elementary or junior elementary? It's first to fifth grade. First to fifth. And we need someone to speak Spanish, who speaks Spanish. We need that. And and one hour is is what you're looking at. Tweet, what's the phone number where volunteers can call? They can call at the school 667 Mm -hmm. 1660 and extension 340. Okay, again, that's 209-667-1660, extension 340. What a great opportunity, Mike, for our volunteers to get involved. And I'm just wondering, gentlemen, you might you may have some, some thoughts on this. What do you think keeps people from volunteering, like for the Junior Achievement Program, Paul? Um, maybe you mentioned getting up and teaching before the classroom. Is there? What do you think is behind that? in terms of keeping people from volunteering. Oh, I think people have all different kinds of motivations, and when you ask them, you never, you don't always get the uh, the right answer. I think a lot of it is people just uh, don't want to break out of their little, um, uh, their circle, whatever they're in, mm. their comfort, comfort zone. zone. And, Busyness uh, might be another. Well, I think that's an excuse. Do you? I think most people can find the time if they, really, if they find something that's worthwhile. But I think it's just getting out of their comfort zone. I know we have a lot of ABC volunteers who do commute from the Bay Area, and still they find the time to right. do this. So this would be an incredible opportunity to think about. Stan, as, as, as you've watched volunteers over the period of years now that uh, SPY has been uh, in existence, what have you seen in, in, in the faces and in the testimonies of those who have volunteered? Uh, what, what kind of affirmation? do you get that you know this this is something really that probably blesses the giver more than the receiver even well the uh, the blessing here is that uh, the person that volunteers once they get into the volunteering situation they light up Mm -hmm. it is very very rewarding and uh, so we would uh, really uh, advocate for volunteers to come out and, and work with children and and uh, and work uh, with adults. Uh, uh, we have a lot of adults in need of, of volunteerism, but uh, we hear this constantly from those that finally go out. And and as Paul said, there is a reluctance. Like if you say teach in a classroom, mm-hmm. sure. you know, right. that's, right. that's a, really uh, there's some reluctance there. Sort of a but, fear factor. <laughs> but once we get them there, they repeat and and they're willing that's to come terrific. back. That's so awesome. it's a great reward, is yes. what, it, what it really is, and it's very visual. Uh, you see it with the people. In well, there. and and you know, Twee's experience here is a great example a volunteer now uh, actually on, on board staff. on, yeah. on and staff you know, kids will ask super. for them to come back after the volunteer leave kids will like, where do they go can we can we have them back <laughs> yeah you know yeah so yeah. they enjoy that yeah, that's an interesting yes. dynamic uh, what type of relate i mean do we develop a relationship we, there with the volunteer we develop a relationship yeah. with oh, them yeah. <laughs> yes mm-hmm. 
You know, it is about well, It's not only academic, but it's the, the volunteer becomes a mentor. Yeah. And yes. that's really, really yes. important. And we touched on it just a little bit ago, mm-hmm. uh, that it's so important to raise these youngsters' horizon. And you asked for a story, Elaine, and one of my favorites just happened last year, uh, a field trip of sixth graders to Pacific Southwest Container. Mm-hmm. And they make mm-hmm. boxes and this sure. type of thing. And... Uh, they're all in uniform, and there's a lot of movement in the plant on the floor, a lot of machines banging and clanging. And so the vice president and I followed uh, the sixth-grade class, and two little boys were in the back, the 11-year-olds, and uh, one turned to the other and said, you know, this is the first time we've ever seen grown-ups work. <laughs> <laughs> so their perception, their horizon, their vision it was not very high. So those kind of experiences are, are just uh, priceless. Friends, we're with SPY uh, on this broadcast, Stanislaw Partners in Education. And, you know, Mike, we talk about uh, being gifted. Each of us uh, who name the name of Christ, we've been gifted in certain ways, different abilities and talents to reach out and do something and realizing that God gifted you with special talents, abilities, uh, and passion to serve in, co- in some capacity. Uh, maybe it's tutoring. And if it's the cry of your heart to serve, to be his hands and feet, then listen with us to the electrifying group of Audio Adrenaline. And we'll be right back on Lighthouse Live. An image flashed across my TV screen. Another broken heart comes into view.
Hits Audio Adrenaline, Hands and Feet on Lighthouse Live, along with Pastor Mike, Elaine, and the Spy Network joining us today. Stanislaw Partners in Education. If you've just t- tuned in, our guests today are Stan Little, Paul Schaefer, and Twee Nguyen. Love the lyrics of that song that we just heard, I'll Go Where You Send Me. And just being willing to reach out and doesn't take a lot of effort. We were talking earlier, just an hour. And when you do that, you find that you just get blessed and you want to come back for more, don't you? <laughs> That's a great thing. You know, Elaine, it, uh, we hear so much of, of griping about how our community is and mm. how society is, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we're, we can do something about it. And, and, again, it may just take a, an hour and a week for you to get started. And, and what a wonderful way to bless our children in our uh, in our community and uh, and again uh, uh in the Keys uh, school district there uh, Twi has some opportunities uh, some really desperate opportunities for people from outlying communities yes. to come in and we just encourage you to uh not only think about that but to give us a call or check our website at vibrantcommunities.org and we'll be happy to uh, point you towards the Stanislaus Partners and Education Organization and also uh, refer you to Twi as well. You know it just might be that your small group uh, or your your friends may want to carpool to keys and alternate drivers you know a few times a week how many times a week to would you uh encourage the volunteers to to do this what days all all of monday through friday monday to thursday monday through thursday monday to thursday just for one hour a week all we need is just one hour a week one-on-one with that student or in a small group of students and again it takes about 20 minutes from anywhere in the greater Modesto area to drive to Keys, and it's just a great way to reach out and volunteer. As a matter of fact, we uh, we were talking to one of our uh, volunteers today who happens to be a teacher at Burbank School. Mm-hmm. You gentlemen are familiar with that school. Mm-hmm. And uh, she uh, she wants to volunteer, so she will be great. getting in touch with you and just excited about that. Great. And yeah. so the Junior Achievement Program. Um, Paul, how many people would you say you're looking at needing? How many volunteers do you need for that? We probably could uh, put to work uh, 20, 25 without much difficulty. Mm, wow. And do you have a number, Paul? That, yes, we you know, do. Okay. Um, it's uh, 525. You didn't know there was going to be a test. <laughs> well, <laughs> I passed my card on to somebody else, but I think I know it. <laughs> it's uh, it's 525 5171. That's 209-525-5171. And dear friends at home, we would just encourage you, because I know we have, we have several. Uh, volunteers within the AVC database who have listed that this is an area that they would like to volunteer in. And, uh, we need, we need to step up that efforts, yeah. don't we? Don't right. we, Stan? Um, Stan, uh, what, what types of, uh, thing, things would a person have to go through to enter the program? I would assume that you want to take a look at them, you know, <laughs> before they enter. Uh, just walk us through. Let's say one of our volunteers says, yeah, you know, I, I'd like to donate some time. Walk us through how they would, uh, get connected with, uh, Stanislaw Partners in Education and, uh, what the process is that they would have to go through to get into the classroom. Well, it's really pretty simple. Uh, if they would call this number, 525-5171, uh, we meet with them personally, and then we facilitate a meeting with the school mm. uh, personnel because different school districts have different rules in that. Sure. Modesto, for instance, uh, city schools, they have 23 elementary schools, and uh, 
if you are uh, volunteering, uh, I think it's four hours or less, uh, don't hold me to it, but it's in that area, mm-hmm. then fingerprinting and, and is not required. Mm-hmm. But I think most like the TB clearance. Other districts want the, T, the fingerprinting uh, and the TB clearances, so they vary. But w- w- once we facilitate that uh, meeting with the school people, uh, they uh, immediately set up a schedule and uh, they're in. It's just very, very simple. So, you know, they, to set up the meeting, uh, we do that, and a meeting lasts 30 to minutes to 60 minutes, and uh, that's it. They're, mm-hmm. they're on, on deck. It's very, very quick. Really uh, kind of a streamlined operation right. there, and even going through the printer, uh, fingerprinting now, folks, uh, is, is not a big deal you anymore. Know. It really isn't. No. Yeah. We would uh, though at, like to appeal to your listeners who have businesses or are in corporations and that type of thing, uh, Partnerships uh, between the business community and the schools uh, are very important to us, and we have over 300 business education partnerships mm. operating throughout Stanislaw uh, County yeah. at the present time, but there's room for a lot more. And so uh, we would really like uh, some of the businesses that are not partnering with the school to step up, contact us at the same number. Again, we will facilitate the meeting, line them up with the school, and get them in a, in a good partnership. And they can do so many things for the schools. It's just not one thing, but they can do the tutoring. Uh, we, we had a business here that is new to the community, and they went into a school here recently. They donated money. Uh, they took a Saturday with their employees to beautify the grounds. Mm. They, so awesome. it's, it's all kinds of things that a partnership can do. We also have another program. Uh, well, we have several programs, but the, uh, we have the teacher uh, interns in the summer. And we pay them a stipend to uh, spend 40 hours in a business or a corporation, a plant, that type of thing, to learn about the modern workplace so they can take that information back and uh, uh, make their curriculum more relevant to the students. And there are a lot of wonderful stories that have come out of that. And as we grow, Paul mentioned this MCI grant. Yes. Uh, We have money set aside from that grant to increase the number of teacher interns going into the plants during Mm. the summer. And uh, so we need more plants uh, to uh, people to step up that are with businesses or some of the big corporations to open up their doors to uh, a, a teacher intern because they, they are supervised by someone in the plant. So there's some commitment there, not only going into the facilities, but having some supervision for the 40 hours. Mm. Paul, how would we encourage the business uh, community to get in contact and get connected with this opportunity so that they could do these incredible works? Again, in most of these programs, it's a win-win. The employers that we have had working with this uh, in the intern program have found this to be very positive from the standpoint of really helping teachers understand what employers expect Mm. in terms of skills in the workplace. So if you look at it from a community service standpoint, but there's also a self-serving purpose to it too. If you can get through to teachers that there are certain skill sets that are really critical to certain kinds of jobs uh, in whatever your type of business is, it's beneficial to you down the road. If you look at it as an investment, as a long-term yes. investment, and some of our employers who have been big supporters of this over the years see it just as that, as a long-term investment, that if I put that time in now, it'll pay off later on because I'll get employees 
that are prepared to do the work that I need to have them do down the road. You know, this, this is fascinating. And I come from a line of teachers. Uh, my mom, my dad, my, my sister are teachers. And, and uh, you know, I was inculcated in that, that kind of thinking. And, and yet sometimes, uh, you know, we can, we can become a little bit isolated. You know, from uh, I, I, not the real world because the real world <laughs> is in the classroom, but the outside world. What's happening in business? Right. And I would imagine that type of integration, so that the teacher really has a hands-on experience and an idea of, you know, here's how my kids can apply what they're being taught in the classroom. I, I would imagine maybe for um, for many teachers that uh, gives them some renewed passion about teaching that algebra that they may not be wholly excited yeah. about all the time. That's yeah, a, there are a lot of dividends that come yeah. off of that. Teachers develop a partnership, a yes, contact, yes. Yeah, and these right. people come back, the business people, into their classrooms to present and provide opportunities for field trips for the students. So there are a lot of oh, dividends yes. that pay off. Paul, you were going to say? I was just going to give you an example. When you said algebra, a couple of years ago we had an, uh, a teacher from Modesto High School that went into um, the Gallo gl- uh, glass plant. Mm and um, came away uh, totally convinced that he was teaching algebra wrong. Really? Because he had gone in and had worked with the workmen who were doing things, and most of it's computers now that they're working with, and the calculations that they were having to make, whatever they were doing with their work, and he came, because we have them do an exit interview to tell us what they learned and how they're going to apply mm-hmm. it in the classroom. He said, I've gone back to the district, and I said, I want to, I want to go in and, and rewrite the curriculum for first-year algebra because we're not teaching it right. Wow. <laughs> and he did. Is that right, yeah. really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I, I would imagine even a, a, a skill just simple as, as writing and learning to how to put some sentences together in a coherent manner and such, even for a, an application for a job or filling out a report that's, exactly. uh, that's required, makes it uh, very, very practical in, in terms of the teacher's mind and then, of course, communicating that to the students. Right. One of the things you mentioned just a couple of minutes ago fascinated me, and that was I believe you uh, uh, said that Gallo had actually released uh, time for their employees That's to uh, uh, to be in the schools. What a what a novel and and, and wonderful idea! It'd be great if some other That's businesses awesome. might consider that. Right, be, so. and uh, others are doing it. I can't oh, uh, wonderful. off the top of my head and mention all of them, but Pacific Southwest Container is very good about that. Awesome. So. Uh, we do encourage that, and we know that's a big sacrifice sometime for employers. Sure. The larger employers are in a better position to do that than the small employers. But, but what a great investment in their yes. future. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Well, and the morale of the, of the employer, employee, I mean, coming back to the job. I sure. mean, uh, we hear good feedback about that, that they're really they're on a high and they feel good about what they're doing mm-hmm. and for whom they're working. So that that is a, a real benefit. Uh, another area that tags on to the teacher volunteer is that we would like businesses to be available for uh, students, especially high school juniors and seniors, to do job shadowing. And job shadowing is something that takes place in an hour to three hours. The students just observe to see what the job is, learn a little bit about it, to see if they're on track. And a wonderful story uh, we have about that. We A couple of years ago, we had four girls that wanted to uh, visit a doctor, and uh, they're all top students, and their goal was to go into the medical field. And so we contacted a doctor, turned out to be a surgeon, and he volunteered 
Uh, he said, I think I can volunteer a patient that will allow them to come in for surgery. <laughs> Scary. And sure enough, the, right? the patient agreed. And so the girls uh, showed up at the appointed time, and they scrubbed and put their green gowns on and got the masks and the caps and the whole thing. And the upshot of that whole thing was is that after the surgery, and they revived two of the girls who had fainted, <laughs> They decided that medicine was not for them, and we got a big kick out of that. But then we thought it through of all the time that they saved by not sure. going into pre-med and doing yeah. all this thing what and finding out thing. that this didn't work. So we would like uh, your <laughs> listeners, if, again, uh, businesses, uh, to uh, open up their doors for job shadowing. You know, that's very, very critical. really is a win-win situation right. for everyone, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I love the idea. We think in terms of investment and when we're investing into the lives of these young people, you know, the business community and the educational community, it just uh, it serves to benefit everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful opportunity. We were talking a little bit ago also about some of the choices that the volunteers have uh, in terms of volunteering in the different areas. And uh, you want to speak a little bit to that, Paul, and maybe Tui as well? Well, I think we've been covering those in terms of the information that uh, Stan has been going over in terms of the different opportunities that are available for, um, for people uh, when, they, when they agree to, um, uh, to volunteer. Um, we really need it in two categories. We need employers who want to get involved in some of our programs, and we need the general population that would be interested in volunteering. So in both categories, so there's another area that we also uh, will provide assistance to schools in is in terms of uh, a guest uh, speakers to come into the classroom. We have a speakers bureau that we will also provide to schools when they when they make requests like that. So really, there's a whole range of interest. Anybody who has an interest in working with schools and has some time uh, and resources that they want to devote to it, we can find we can find the niche for them. Terrific. We're with the Stanislaw <clears throat> Partners in Education, and we'll be back for more right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involved serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that ABC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs 
and then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can do no donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing Vibrant Communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike, Elaine, and we're with the folks from SPY, Stanislaw Partners in Education. So glad to have you all with us. Stan Little, Paul Schaefer, and Tweed Newman join us. You know, Mike, we think of the verse in Proverbs that says, training up a child in the way he should go as it applies to parents. And parents are our first and primary uh, teachers. But, you know, we all have a responsibility in that, don't we? You bet. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, too, you know, the, obviously in, in today's world, there are a lot of uh, uh, kids out there who don't have parents who, who are either capable of or are around to uh, to model, you know, what it is to enter the work-a-day world and, and become productive. And this sounds like just a wonderful way to open up a whole new vista mm-hmm. and, and for children to, to see what can be. Uh, in in a world for them, and in some cases where you know that may not be something that's even on the radar screen yet. Yeah. Sure. Now we we've been talking about uh, Stanislaw Partners in in education. Are there similar type programs in in other counties in in California? Or are you fairly unique? Well, we think we're unique. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know there are other programs that. Uh, uh, develop some career skills in this type of thing. Uh, San Joaquin County, uh, under the groupie organization, uh, they, they have a pretty good program running, but it's not really the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. Our main emphasis starts with partnerships, and I think that's what makes us unique. Uh, and so that's, uh, 
something that we keep trying to grow. Now, if you have, uh, if we have business people uh, in in other counties, and the, the footprint of our signal on radio mm-hmm. goes all over northern and central California, and of course around the world via our podcasting network. Uh, are are you willing to share how you do what you do with other communities? Uh, yes, I've shared in, in various counties and various school districts outside of Stanislaus County. Okay. Merced uh, High School District would love to set up a spy type mm. program. We did present this in San Joaquin County, so we're willing to go any place because we're looking at the big picture for all students to yeah, get a better great. shake as they go through the system. Again, awesome. it's going to benefit everyone, yeah. the business yeah. community, the, the educational uh, community. And folks, we're talking, what would we say, 23 schools in this area is what we're Oh, no, no, at. gosh, no. many more than that. We just have, for this, tw- there are 23 elementary schools 23 just elementary in Modesto City Schools. Okay. So there are probably, uh, you know, 65 elementary schools. There are probably... 30 junior high schools and I don't know how many high schools, but so it's so big. Many, many, many. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. the opportunity here is just endless oh, for, it is. It for really us is. to jump in there and volunteer to do that. Well, we would just encourage our, our friends at home to call again, uh, and that number would be 209-525-5171. Is that correct, That's Paul? That's correct. And uh, get the process started. It's painless, and it uh, goes fairly quickly. There's no, not a, you know, not a... <laughs> Hard thing to to do, and uh, again, you can get them involved. And the business communities, um, you were saying that Gallo's in there. Some of the others maybe Mm -hmm. that uh, are participating in this uh, program as well. And we we do recognize uh, the businesses and their partners, the schools. Every year in October, we have a recognition luncheon. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the, uh, school people that... Uh, it might be a teacher, it might be a principal. Uh, they stand up and introduce their partnerships, and, and we generally have 180 to 200 people mm. present. Mm. So that's a, a wonderful awesome. uh, recognition for the business community and what they're doing. And Stan, they Stan and Paul, are, are there certain types of businesses that you would especially like to see uh, involved, or is it pretty much wide open? It's wide open. Uh, right. we, we realize, like in the Modesto Chamber of Commerce, they have about 1,600 members right. and about Eighty percent have twenty or fewer employees, mm-hmm. and so we hear, "Well, gee, we're really small." But they can contribute too. Just if they open their doors to job shadowing, for instance, or mm-hmm. a lot of the the businesses, uh, if they'll take in student interns to give them the experience of working in a in a regular business. So, uh, yes, it's wide open to every business out there in Stanislaus County. And we only serve Stanislaus County. You know, I, I was thinking back. To, I, I became, when I was 14, which was Long time far ago. back yeah. than I can remember. But anyway, uh, way back there somewhere. You know, uh, you know we had uh, the, the Explorer program through the Boy Scouts of America at that time had just where I was in Pasadena formed its first law enforcement Explorer post. And uh, I thought, wow, that that's pretty neat. And it, it I think it was 13 or 14 joined up, uh, which later on, in order to put food on the table, uh, led me into law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, so those seeds that are planted, you know, yeah, can, e- right. even if that may not be the major thing a, a child winds up looking at in terms of career, it can be something that uh, they could always fall back on. That's right. As right. well, and, and, and as you uh, talked about with, with the uh, young ladies that entered the surgery center <laughs> there, they may story. find out, gee, maybe that's 
not the thing I want to go into, right? right? You know, the opportunity also, gentlemen, and, and Twee, to be a positive role model for many of these kids who are less fortunate and don't have that support system in place at home. Just a tremendous opportunity. And uh, you have any uh, last-minute thoughts or, or words of encouragement to the listeners? Paul, you're thinking you're in deep thought there. Anything that you would like to, to I think that's a, I think that's a good point. I think there's a, there's a real dichotomy in this community in terms of the differences in terms of what you see from school to school. Mm-hmm. And, and the folks that have gone in and spent time in some of the schools where the kids are less advantaged really come out, they learn something in terms mm-hmm. of it's yeah. an eye-opening experience for them, sure. and they know they're doing good. I mean, if you talk to some folks who will go in and tell you that they have worked with a kid in doing uh, some mentoring and tutoring, and it went on for a number of years, and this kid was on the on the verge of going into the gangs, and they thought they maybe had some positive effect in maybe keeping that kid from getting hooked yeah. up with gangs and wow. stuff like that. Absolutely. If you do if you do that just once, that's all the reward you need. Amen. You change the life is that yeah, that change right forever. Yeah. And create a hit upon something I just want to reemphasize to your audience that you cannot imagine the number of students that wait for their tutor or mentor to come. Mm-hmm. They'll sit out during the noon hour, and if something happens where they can't come, they are so disappointed. It's yeah. very, very touching. And, uh, yeah, very, very rewarding. Looking forward to that. What an opportunity awaits us. Thank you so much, Twee Nguyen and Stan Little and Paul Schaefer. And thank you, dear friends, for listening in to Lighthouse Live. We invite you to join us again. We hope you have a very blessed week, and may God continue to bless you as you reach out and serve us. Others.